<laughs> Welcome to Doctor Three, a Hearthstone podcast dedicated to giving you explosive growth and climbing the standard rank ladder. I am your host, Darren Al- Alkaline, blah, blah, blah. And along with me are my fellow hosts, Grand Masters Caster, Dragon Rider, and Major Death. So let's, uh, let's just hop into it and go to last week's poll question. Mage, what do we have last week? All right, last week's poll question. We asked you, do you think a legend rank accurately reflects how good a player is at Hearthstone? We had 48 votes. Thank you to all of you that voted. Uh, We had actually some great responses, too. I'll get to those in just a minute. But 52.1, just over half of you said no, the legend rank isn't, isn't, uh, isn't, doesn't, by itself reflect how good a player you are at Hearthstone. 33.3% said yes. 14.6% said they were not sure. Some of the comments uh, we had that I think were, were pretty great. Uh, Kate said there's a certain degree of skill for sure, but I think a lot of it is also time played, which definitely we've heard that in the past too. I can consistently hit Diamond 5, but then I'm out of bonus stars or win streaks, and then just don't play enough games to get over the hump, even with a decent win percentage. And Wildcard said, Making Legend is part skill, part playtime, and part deck strength. Deck strength definitely plays a factor as well. I don't hit Legend anymore. Does does that mean I'm a bad player now? No. It means I want to spend more time with my dogs and play off-meta decks. I always thought playtime was the biggest factor to hitting Legend. So thank you, Uh to you too, as well as the others that uh, replied with some comments in addition to a vote. We appreciate that. And uh, yeah, that was, I I think, I, I'm glad to see that over 50% said no, that just because you have a legend, you know, that, that that legend rank doesn't mean you're a good player. Just if you don't have it, it means you're a bad player. And that, and that, that was the hope when, when we had the, when we put that question out, when we had that discussion last week, the biggest point we wanted to kind of come across was legend rank doesn't equal good player. You could be a good player outside of that. So. I, I think the way I it's worded in my head is that does hitting legend make you a good player? Yes. Does not hitting legend make you a bad player? No. Like, it's like... Can you be a good player and still hit legend and not hit legend? Yes, very much so. But if you hit legend, you are also a good player. I feel like that's a fair statement to say that you've you've put in the time and diamond five to legend is still. I mean, it's easier to get through than it once was, but it is still challenging. So I feel like you deserve. You, you you get credit for hitting legend no matter what rank you're at when you enter legend or where you end the month. Be proud of that because that's something. Not everyone hit legend. You're talking about maybe in America, it's like twenty to thirty thousand people hit it out of like hundreds of thousands. Or I don't know what the server looks like, but you know, hundreds of thousands to millions of players. So that's something. So, Dragon <laughs> yeah. did you? Did you go ahead? Oh, I, I was just gonna say I've you know one thing that I really like about this, and I I appreciate that that we did have as many votes and that people responded as well because one thing that I've heard a lot too, especially when looking at like content creation or things like that, is people say, well, 
you know, I, I don't want to stream or I don't want to do this until I hit legend or until I'm legend consistently, you know, or things like that, because they think no one's going to want to watch me because if I'm not legend, that means I'm not good. And it's like, no, no, no. Like, you know, there's, there's a lot more to it. And, you know, it, it finding a niche and finding, you know, your, your viewership and your audience is a whole different thing too. There's some players who just play off meta decks. They don't care about being legend and that's their whole thing. Or they play only one class or, you know, they just like to play fun, goofy decks or they like to hit legend and, and climb. You know, there's a whole variety. So I'm glad that there are a lot of people who, who don't just say, oh, yep, legend just automatically makes you a good player and, and that we had, we had these votes and some really great responses too. I am. So two things. One, I was definitely, when I started streaming, told that I needed to hit legend as soon as possible to give myself credibility. And uh, any anybody that's listening right now, do not listen to that advice. That is bad advice. If you want to stream, even if you don't regularly hit legend, go for it. Do it. Secondly, I I think I think the biggest thing the biggest thing is I and I I don't subscribe to the idea of dumpster legend. If you got legend, you're a good player. And because you put in the time, you put in the effort, you did the things you needed to do in order to get to legend. We just also want to point out that even if you don't hit legend, that doesn't mean you're a bad player. That exactly like Daring was saying, it it is a measure. It is not the only measure. And, and you know, even if, and it's not even to say that people want to be measured on that particular scale. I mean, if you're if you're playing off meta decks, just having fun and doing what you want to do and getting the crazy combo and and you know building the deck that works is the measure and not where you finished rank wise and that sort of thing. So, I, I, I there's a lot of great discussion on this, but we we have a new game mode to talk about. Whoa. Yeah. If only we had some, if we knew someone who started a podcast about this new game mode to help us, you know, oh, go yeah. through. I, well, we'll have to see if we can get someone on before the end of the podcast. Yes. So just bear with yes. us. We're going to go through the yes. news. I'm going to be cranking through my, my Rolodex and try to get someone on the horn here who knows about uh, this new game mode. So just bear with me. I'm going to read the news. I'll see what we have by the time we hit the main topic. Or, or even somebody that's like really enthusiastic about wanting to talk about the new game mode or, or any of that sort of thing. We got, we got to find somebody. Yeah, I think there's, there's got to be somebody. Here. I think we can by the time this podcast is over. I think we get someone on the yeah, horn. The, the, yeah, they're, they're you know, if you don't though, I'm kind of enthusiastic. You might, I'm not able to just make something up. So just well, 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 hold on for a second, Don. I'm going to see what I can do and see if I can pull some strings. Okay, good, good. I heard there's this right. spirit healer podcast. Let me see if I could get someone on from that. Okay. Sounds good. Well, all right. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. Let's move on to the news. So past 21.4 and Hearthstone Mercenaries launches. Um, patch notes preview two upcoming bundles to be available during the Hollow's End event patch 21.6. Fairy Tales bundle includes Fairy Tale themed hero skins for Rexar, Jaina, Thrall, and Anduin. 
And then we have the Battlegrounds Bundle. Hollow's End includes a Gala Medivh alternate bartender and seven costumed hero skins. Get eight mercenaries, uh, free mercenaries for completing the mercenaries tutorial and introductory mission. Login rewards and access to a legendary quest chain that will award, award a total of six free mercenary packs. Twitch drops celebrate the launch of mercenaries. Watch two hours of any Hearthstone stream between 10 a.m. October 15th and 10 p.m. October 17th, and you'll earn a free mercenaries pack. Watch two more hours for, uh, for a total of four hours to earn another. Two mercenary launch uh, bundles we have. We have mercenaries welcome bundle includes 10 mercenary packs and one random legendary mercenary for five US dollars. And then we have mercenaries launch bundles includes 20 mercenary packs, a random legendary mercenary and a, a random epic mercenary for $20 as well. List of uh, known issues with 21.4. We will, um, I'll go ahead and link that. There are some issues known. So if you want to check those out, uh, just look in the show notes and you'll be able to find those. Then we have Dean Ayala's. Oh, oh, just, just don't blow down just a little bit here. So, yes, we had a patch today as we record uh-huh. this. And really, the only, the biggest thing about it is we got the new game mode, the long awaited. Hearthstone mercenaries that we've been hearing about since what BlizzCon Online, I want to say was was that when we first heard about it, or was it earlier than that even? I want to I I want to uh, I'm trying to remember when we first heard about it, but it was it was at a BlizzCon, but I don't remember yes. if it was the BlizzCon line <laughs> or before that. I think it was BlizzCon it, Online because I think it was yeah, on I, the I roadmap. So. And then we finally got it after they announced. They announced it after they no- announced Classic, which they're like, Classic yeah. isn't the new game mode. That's just something right. where else we're throwing in. So, so we, so really, the, the patch today. There were some bug fixes and game improvements as well. None of them really had anything to nothing that was really specific to standard gameplay or anything like that there's some issues fixing uh some bugs and stuff with regards to the the client itself on your phone and and different things like that but this was uh you know about the new game mode pure and simple they they the fact that it was that the they did take some time to talk about these bundles that are going to be coming as part of the Hallow's End event, which is going to be in the next batch. But but that's all this was. So, you know, we've talked about Hearthstone Mercenaries a little bit, They and we're going to talk about that as our main topic today, because there really is nothing else to talk about with regards to Hearthstone right now. This is the, the thing everybody's been waiting for, and we got first impressions that, we, that we're going to talk about. But it was... It, it was interesting seeing they had this big launch thing. They're doing Twitch drops this weekend where you can earn some packs. You can gain uh, a bunch of packs just by, you know, logging in and going through the the introductory tutorial. We knew we were going to be able to earn some mercenaries there. 
there you know you can get some packs as well and then there was two more mercenary bundles that were available today uh much more inexpensive than the ones that we were seeing with diablo the lich king and sylvanas before and uh so so that was really interesting and We'll probably talk about those a little bit during the main topic as well. But then, yes, there was some known issues going in, and they're pretty much all around mercenaries as well. It, it, there's some things that they're still trying to to work out. But, yeah, I just felt like there was a lot to just kind of just... The reason we're talking about mercenaries with patch 21.4 is really patch 21.4 in its entirety is all about the new game mode and so there wasn't really anything from a standard standpoint that we could look to to say here's something that you should know about the patch specifically for for your standard gameplay yeah which is kind of surprising because i feel like even in kind of the last couple of patches or even last big patches where they did stuff there you know was at least one small thing for standard or a nerf or even a little announcement thing but also i mean this is this mercenaries could be its own entire client like it's huge so it's also very understandable and i think that's probably why we got so many nerfs like beforehand too because they were like trying to get everything good in standard so they could do just the mercenaries for this all right now darren you can go talking about dina <laughs> dina ellis twitter q and yeah I, I just i just felt like we needed to, to to you know we're a podcast about standard constructed gameplay and we were talking a lot about mercenaries and i wanted to explain in case in case you hadn't looked at the patch notes this is why we're talking only about mercenaries right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, that's fair. I was just like, okay, got to get through the notes fast, and then we can talk about mercenaries in the main topic. So, sure. all right. So, Ixar's Q and A thirty two regarding the most forgettable Hearthstone expansion, maybe Boomsday, Rastakhan's Orgadistan. They were all standalone themes that were unique to Hearthstone's version of Warcraft Universe. Harder for some of those to stick to than something like Dinosaurs Are Cool, like Un'Goro, also to, also relatively low power sets. Which I feel like um, feel like pretty much uh, Rastakhan's was the most forgettable out of that. I, as much as I loved Rastakhan's Rumble... Rastakhan's Rubble does feel like the most weak out of those the the list of sets there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm actually kind of surprised that Boomsday and Gadget Sand were 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 ones that 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 Dean listed here. I mean, I feel like Boomsday did a lot and was very impactful. Uh, you know, with the Doctor Boom Hero card, obviously, but then like the magnetic uh uh keyword and different things like that i'm just uh like i don't i feel like we still are feeling the effects of that expansion to this day i mean think are are aware of that expansion to this day and gadgets and maybe a little less so but i still think it was interesting because it kind of you know we're 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 revisiting kazakus 
in the, in this in this set that we're in right now, and, and he hasn't gone anywhere. And and like you know, the idea of hand buffing was the thing they tried to do in Gadget Zan, and it's now actually kind of working um, in in Hearthstone now versus when it when they were trying to do it uh, in Gadget Zan. So it's. I thought, it was, I thought it was an interesting answer to the question, so I, I wanted to include that as part of our... Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting, too. Comments. That's why I stopped and I was like, what do you guys think? Because usually I just yeah. read those notes, so... Uh-huh. Regarding people being unhappy with the meta, whatever it may be, some people are happy, too. We always ask ourselves the things we could have done better and the things that were done well each expansion. I think there's always some recency bias that makes it people think that how it is now is the best or worst it's ever been. I remember when we released GVG and Mech Mage and other mech decks were the polarizing archetype. This happens every expansion and we try to learn from the comments and gameplay just like we will uh, next expansion and the ones after, so... I like that response. I mean, he's right. <laughs> I mean, one hundred percent. It's 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 right now re- bias. <laughs> yeah, the the recency bias on people uh, on comments that you see on Reddit or on Twitter or wherever. Oh, it is so amazing to me. It's like, did you not play during X time when you're saying that this thing is the worst thing you've ever seen or? This interaction is terrible, or this thing it can't be is is breaking the game. It's like, no, there's there's whatever you think is bad. It might be bad, but it doesn't mean it's the worst it's ever been. Because there's there's definitely there's been highs and lows in this game. Um, you know, even since I've been playing, and I have not been playing all the way since the beginning. And uh, I, I could definitely remember lots of lots of different. Uh, Best of times, worst of times, sorts of sorts of situations. Yeah, to be fair though, I've seen some creators tweet out that they're, you know, that like Brian Kibler was tweeting out that his viewership was a lot lower than it normally was when he was playing standard. So like that's something that can be taken in effect. Like when when Kibler or some of the other content creators be like, Well, it kind of makes me doesn't want to play standard as much because when I play standard, my viewers go down. So it's like, that's something I feel like you can kind of talk about. And it's not like, that's not recency bias. That's like, I'm looking at my numbers literally go down in my, in my, uh, how I make my living. So what does that say? You know what I mean? Uh, Okay. Uh, I'm just going to speak up on that because one thing that I find very interesting now, my numbers are much smaller like a smaller percentage than some of the bigger creators but i have seen multiple hearthstone creators specifically saying that their numbers have dropped but i've noticed over the last few months mine have been increasing there you go i you know especially on twitch like i've doubled you know and, and yes that's going from like 30 to almost 60 average viewers nowhere near like thousands but you know, I there could be other factors going into that. I, I don't know. But, you know, a lot of times people also want to watch for the creator and their attitude. And if people don't want to watch for, you know, if, if the streamer is not enjoying it, 
then that does reflect. So that uh, that could be a thing too. And I don't know. It's just, it's part of all of it. Like all of it fluctuates through various things. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's just, it's been a very interesting thing to, to kind of sit back and, and watch people talk about because it's like, I don't know what the correlation is exactly, but it feels like it's been very different. Like my experience versus some of the other, other streamers. Yeah. I, I feel like that's all valid. Like everyone's at, turns out everyone's experiences <laughs> are valid. So like, what? what? <laughs> so, I mean, it's definitely one of those things that like, I feel like you can have a discussion and like, that's ultimately a good thing. Let's not let's not go out there and just be like, oh, this is the worst meta ever. Oh, Do yeah. something right now, Blizzard. People are literally leaving and quitting. The game's never been worse. I'm like, okay, all right. We, we don't have to hit Zeddy levels right off the bat. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but uh, I just some of his videos come up on YouTube. Sometimes I'm like, this seems like it's just the clickbait titles that are just like, the world is ending in Hearthstone. I'm like, uh, Okay, let's let's take it down. Let's take it down. Just just a, just a notch. But I mean, you know, you can't judge a book by its cover. I know, I know, because he actually is very good. Yes, at like yes, breaking down and being. I know. I constructive. I, no, I <laughs> I'm not. I am not knocking Zeddy on his his content. His titles are um always just like. The, the sky is falling in Hearthstone. <laughs> and that always makes me giggle. So, like, I'm not I'm not knocking Zeddy. Uh, I think he does a solid job when it comes to making content. And he puts together very regular videos, which is something, too. So, like, good on him. So, I don't want to... I don't want to bash anyone in the Hearthstone community unless they're just being complete toxic and that's not what's happening here i'm just <laughs> i was i was giggle because those video titles come up and i'm like <laughs> i know clickbait yes <laughs> uh sorry um let's see regarding priest rework and win conditions available to priest rework some of the uh we reworked some of the base set early on to represent more control archetypes, but then reworked again after they expressed desire to have a more shadow feeling deck. Priests will have control archetypes in the future, but what was less of the focus in this particular set. And regarding banning the demon seed in wild, there wasn't a clear design of balance change that we would have been happy for it with both modes. We like the idea of banning more than two dis different designs slash balance per mode, to be honest. Uh, the latter wasn't really an option because it would require some new tech and its own client patch. So it's... I, 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 like, I liked hearing some rationale behind the, the banning of the card in Wild. And, and he ba basically said that they did not have a clear idea of how to bring that card and the deck as a whole in line in wild while still, you know, keeping it viable in standard as well. And they did, they, they've expressed from the get go that they do not want to have two versions of a card, one for standard, one for wild, not the least of which, 
is they don't really have a client or technology that allows them to do that necessarily. Um, so, so it ended up being that, that banning was the option they ended up going with. So it's, it's, I, I, I love the fact that, that we, we got a, a clear kind of answer on that, on the thinking and, and why they ended up going that route. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's, I kind of figured they don't have the technology to make the card different in one mode because I feel like if they could have, they might've tried with uh stealer souls because they banned stealer souls earlier. So that, that makes sense. And like, I don't expect yeah. them to have <laughs> to re to reinvent the wheel when they can just wait till it goes to, you know, uh, goes out of standard. And then all of a sudden they can put any changes on it to make it, uh, be the right level and wild. It it is, and it also is from a a a game a a user's point of view too. Like, it like every time I play classic, I have to re, like retrain myself to think, hey, these cards are different. Like if if I if I see an innervate, innervate works differently then than it did now, and just different things like that. It's like I. I know it, but at the same time, it's like, I have to, like, it takes a couple games and I have to, like, look at the cards and, and, and they've always talked about the fact that they, they want you to be able to be, to, to not necessarily have to read the card every time you, that you're, after you've played it a couple times, you kind of intuitively know what, what the card does. And especially with a card like this, that's so recent, um, and has multiple levels to it as well. You know, you've got a quest that has three portions. It just seems like it would be exceptionally difficult to have two completely different iterations of this card. Uh, one for standard, one for wild. Yep, that was exactly my thought too. And it just... There's also the factors of like, okay, well, how many resources do they spend coming up with multiple card designs for that same card, which seems like it would not be a thing anyway, you know, like that. Yeah. So there's definitely a lot of factors in, in that, but I I agree with what you said though, Mage. I like hearing the rationale and like, okay, well, this is what they were thinking this is why they went that route and the communication and in, in terms of doing this and explaining, you know, Hey, we, we did it this way. We've done it this, you know, we did it a way this time. We did it B way last time we could do it C way next time. You know, it's that kind of communication has been really great and also, you know, helps us a lot too, because then we get to talk about different possibilities and, and that different thinking. So it's definitely awesome to hear those those lines of, of thinking. Okay, so then we move on to Glory, Gabby, and McBanterface win Grandmaster Season 2. So, APAC, Glory defeated Alan C886 3-1 with a lineup of Questo TK Demon Hunter, Face Hunter, Garot Rogue, and Quest Handlock. You, Gr Gabby, defeated Yarla with a 3-1 lineup 
of Quest OTK Demon Hunter, Anaconda, Celestial Druid, Garot Rogue, and Quest Handlock. America's McBanterface defeated Muzzy 3-2 with a lineup of Quest OTK Demon Hunter, Face Hunter, Garot Rogue, and Quest Handlock. Notes. In APAC, everyone brought Rogue, almost everyone bought Demon Hunter, and no one trusted Priest or Shaman. In Europe, everyone brought Druid, almost everyone brought Rogue, and no one trusts Priest, Warrior, or Mage. In America's, there was no single deck, uh, top deck, with six players bringing Demon Hunter, Hunter, and Warlock, and all ten classes seen play once again. So, great, great, great matches this weekend. Highly, highly recommend you go back and watch. It was just, it was a nutty weekend, so... If you did not see it live, I even knowing the outcome of those matches, there's some really crazy stuff. So go check it out. Um, and then uh, Dragon Rider, what do we have for tournaments this uh, this week? Yeah, well, we don't have like, a ton, um, but the couple things here that I have noted is, yeah, you just talked about the three, you know, the APEC. Uh, Europe and America's winners, which does mean that Grand Masters is over for this year and Worlds is going to be happening December 18th and 19th. So we, I believe, they still have to find out. Is it going to be? Yeah, they have seven. They have seven of the eight competitors for for, uh, Worlds and we're waiting for the last China Gold Series. Yes. To be played. Okay. I was like, I do. I'm pretty sure that that one hasn't been figured out yet. Otherwise, I definitely miss that. But okay. Um, so yes, that is all the grandmasters for this year. Uh, the next, like I guess, tournament or kind of event thing before Worlds is actually going to be next weekend, October 22nd through the 24th, and that is Masters Tour Stormwind. Uh, just a heads up, though, that is based on Central European time. So if you are, maybe you're playing in it, or if you are wanting to watch that, uh, make sure that you set your clocks to that. Um, and then aside from kind of the big tournaments like that, uh, we have the Collegiate Hearthstone uh, Stormwind Qualifiers. Uh, the qualifying season has actually just started. The signups ended and... Then this week, they have matches on Mondays and Thursdays each week. Uh, there, I was looking at all of the information. There are uh, a 161 college teams signed up for that. So it's uh, teams of three players each. That's a lot of Hearthstone players in college. I was very surprised to see that many uh, teams competing. So uh, excited for that. Um I'm probably going to be working on some content for that. So keep an eye out for that. Um, But yeah, that's ongoing. And yeah, then after, after next weekend, we'll have like a month ish before the next master's tour. And then there, it'll be, you know, three to four weeks before the worlds between that. So we are kind of getting down to that kind of end of the year slights tournament lull, I guess. Uh, but 
it's going to be some good stuff, I think. I'm I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully we will start to hear maybe a little more about next year's stuff. I'm sure they're still planning a lot of stuff. But usually in like November or December, we hear about next year. So we're getting close. Okay, so let us move to the main topic here. So we are going to, I don't know if you heard about this yet, but apparently, from what I'm told, there is a new game <laughs> mode out right now for mercenaries. Uh, um, so let me see. Uh, let me. Okay, so I just breaking news, Mage. I don't know if you knew this, but I, I got someone from the Spirit Healer podcast. She's here with us right now and ready to talk about mercenaries. It's Grandmaster's Caster Dragon Rider. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, so glad so... to have you on the show welcome welcome so glad you could make time for us absolutely it is I'm, you know great. i'm so excited to be here i just you know i i'm glad that you all asked me to be here so we could talk about some mercenaries and uh, i'm looking forward to it i love this show so yeah great to be part of it. <laughs> well, long time listener first time caller it's, it's <laughs> exactly so I, I mean, in all honesty, I feel like there's no one better than you to walk us through the uh, Mercenaries main topic, as you've been, uh, obviously, we are making fun and having a good time about this, but yes, uh, you've been super hype about it for months now. You started a podcast on it, so let's... I would like you to lead us through this discussion and kind of give us your impressions first because, yeah, I think you're the one who's been waiting for it the most out of all three of us. And I think your impressions are going to be a lot more detailed than ours, or at least mine, I know. That and you've spent a great deal of time playing the new game That's mode true. today as well. So you you have that going as well. Yeah, you know, um, I haven't stopped playing since it came out. Um, <laughs> of course, of course. So, uh, you know, the uh, the solo content stuff is great to grind while you're also recording a podcast. Uh, sorry, not sorry. <laughs> you've been playing this whole you've time. Been pl yeah, wait, no, you've been playing <laughs> yes. while we've been recording? Yeah. Goodness sakes. <laughs> After my 12-hour stream today, I just oh. can't. I don't want to stop playing. That That is my first impression. I don't want to stop playing it. I am having so much fun with it. It is, I don't know. Like, a lot of people, it seems like maybe they, they started playing it and they got bored really quickly. Or it just, maybe it wasn't what they were expecting. But I have been having such a blast with it. And... I don't know. There's something about it where it's like, it feels like there's so many different aspects to it. And I'm like, you know, my, my brain that's like, Oh, I want to do this thing. And then I'm like, no, no, I'm going to go over there and do this thing. Oh, I want to check this thing out. And I want to do this thing now. <laughs> I get to just skip around and do it all. And it's, it's exciting. So I've been enjoying the crap out of it. Have either of you gone to play yet? Um, Barely for me. Like, I am on, like, the third quest line in solo. Uh, because I, like I said, I a lot of the time, 
if I have time to play during the day, I'm going to be playing on my phone. And uh, it did not come out well um, until after I was done with work. So, and I was kind of busy today anyway. So I just kept refreshing to see if I if it had actually updated. And you know, I feel like the Android patches is is one of the last ones to hit. So, um, but it seems interesting. Like, um, I I I am going to play it. And see what I think about it. Um, I had almost no expectations going into it. So it seems... It seems like it's got a good hook. Um, there's a lot of different mercenaries. I've got a bunch already with just like the, you know, 10 packs and like a few legendary ones. So like, this seems this seems like it's got a, a, a good hook. The rock, paper, scissor mechanic of damage is interesting. Um... Comp- team composition so like i i i want to continue to play and see what i think of it overall but i uh i'm impressed out the gate so so i i didn't i i was working so i had to wait until the mobile release and i did not get it the moment ios made it available but i did get it downloaded i have played through the tutorial and through several of the the early single player bounties and so i've unlocked some of the mercenaries and and have been pretty happy with with it so far i it, it seems interesting i want to play it more not enough that i'm going to play it while i'm recording a podcast but uh i am very excited of uh, or interested in trying it i wouldn't say i'm excited i i would say i'm interested in playing it more and kind of trying to get a better feel of things because one i i saw yesterday when they released the patch notes are the the like we're doing a patch and here's what's going to be in it and there was a pdf with all 51 of the mercenaries in it and i started looking through that and i got overwhelmed immediately because i'm like i don't know what these mean and i don't get like the 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 mercenary i get is not the mercenary you see in the PDF. That is a fully upgraded max level mercenary with all the bells and whistles on it. And it was like, there was a disconnect there a little bit too. And, and so like, I want to get to the point where, you know, my, my mercenaries are closer to those mercenaries, but I, 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 I've been happy with what I've, seen so far and i i don't have a strong interest in playing pvp this to me was a mode that i wanted to play uh pve and so i i've been very happy with what i've seen so far yeah there's definitely a ton of pvp or pve aspect with the pvp potential um you were talking about that a little bit before we started recording how it, it definitely does feel like a PVE main with like the the benefit or add-on of PVP, um, which is which is very interesting because I, I almost feel like that's opposite of like the kind of what are they calling it? Just Hearthstone 
in Hearthstone, like, you know, the, the a, constructed a, a mode. A card game, at yeah. least. And, and even even Battlegrounds is, def is definitely yeah. PvP. You're playing against other mm -hmm. players. This definitely feels like it's a PvE or single-player focused, but then has... A, a PVP element to it that yeah. that you can have unlocked and then be able to do uh, as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, it okay, well. it definitely does feel like PVE at its at its heart right out the gate. You know. Um. Well, I guess I'm not sure how we want to talk about mercenaries because, like you said, like. There are 51 different mercenaries with launch. So we're definitely not going to do any like in-depth breakdown or discussion of like all the mercenaries. Um, one thing that did feel really nice uh, for, for myself, I ended up buying all three of the pre-order bundles. Um, and then, you know, some of the packs from that you earn. Uh, but it does feel like you get mercenaries at a nice pace. Um, you get eight for working through the tutorial part of the, the mode. So you get some for free. You only need six to build like your party. And there's a whole bunch of different like combinations you can put together of the mercenaries. Like uh, there's different aspects. So like some of them might have uh, some, something that's like, uh, you know, an ability that bases off of nature spells or you know something that's like buff your orcs or something else so um there's a lot of really cool interactions and, and ways you can mix the mercenaries all together which i think has been really fun i've just stuck with like my like my six like i put my six and i was like all right these are the ones i'm gonna play like all day <laughs> um to level them up but are there anything about the like specific mercenaries that you guys want to talk about um i don't I, <laughs> and honestly i haven't gotten far enough to like really have a whole lot to say like i think it's cool the range of characters they put in it um that has certainly been interesting like there is a, just a crap load of of different characters right there is just I don't even know how to describe it. There's just like everyone you can think of, like from like your most classic characters of, uh, you know, like, you know, Tyrion and uh, Thrall and Gul'dan, but there's also Diablo and the Lich King and Tasman and, and, you know, there's just a lot of different, you said there's what, 51 total? Is that what we're at right now? Yeah, fifty one. Yeah. Uh, that's a lot of characters to choose from. So, like, I think this is, um, <laughs> I think this is really cool. So, um, I I am excited to see where it goes and how they keep adding on to it. Um, also, the the combat system of uh, taking turns, like you have pri all all attacks have priority. Um, on them, and you get to resolve down the list in, in the order of the priorities, and then you have the matrix of, you know, the rock... I'll, I'll just refer to it as rock, paper, scissors, because 
think of it as rock, paper, scissors. Because <laughs> you have red doing, uh, was it red to green? Am I remembering that right? Yep. So red to green, green to blue, blue to red. And that's how things uh, double damage. So that's just something to keep in mind. Um, and another interesting facet of, you know, your your fighter, your healer, your you know, your damage. So it's interesting. I think it's I think they put it together really well. I like the range of characters. Mukla's a character. <laughs> like it's just very I think they've put a lot of thought into it and I think it's very cool. So I have a couple questions that maybe you can help me with. First, what do you con- what do they consider to be the the I the tutorial and where is that cut off to where you've unlocked all of the eight that you're supposed to be able to unlock for free? Because you have that initial kind of tutorial that gets you into the village area, and then you have these bounties that occur afterwards but it's definitely somewhere in those bounties that is actually ends that that what's considered the the tutorial and introductory quest to unlock those eight mercenaries where where does that end exactly do you know do you know yeah let me yeah it, okay, so I'll, I'll start by saying it definitely was very interesting playing through that because, like you said, like the transition, I guess, from the tutorial into just the rest of the game was very fluid. Like in, yeah, in the, the, you don't really notice the difference. It, yeah. It's just it just sort of goes. Yes, which. I kind of liked because then it's just like, oh, okay, now I just keep going. It's not like, uh, yeah, you completed the tutorial. Now go play the game. And it's like they've added five things that weren't in the tutorial. And you're like, what? Because uh, I feel like a lot of games do that. And I'm always thrown off. I'm like, what this wasn't. Our stone tutorial. does that in construction. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah. I so remember I that from true. way back in the uh, the initial playthrough. I remember it being like this huge jump from here's what I learned during the tutorial into actual gameplay being even against AI felt like, oh, my God, there was so many things they didn't tell me or I didn't get during the tutorial. So, yes. And. uh, okay, I'm. I can't find the exact list now. But it's like you recru- you end up kind of recruiting and finding a couple of mercenaries along the way. And then I th- think it's after like two. I think you get another two. Um, kind of after you start doing like the task boards. I- I'm pretty sure that's kind of the transition. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, I think so. Is it is it just when I complete all the story stuff in the task board? Is that is once I complete that, that's when I'll have unlocked all of the the mercenaries? Because I guess that would make sense. Because I still have these like these like task board things that say story, 
go kill the don't go do this bounty like i just had the apothecary and the reward for that was unlocking blade master samuro mercenary so maybe yeah. maybe that that's where that is that might be the last one because i think even past that there's still a little bit like it still says story okay now i can't so yeah so so i guess that part of it and then like it gets confusing too if you've opened up any packs because you can get mercenaries in the packs right and and it's like and and so like part of like going through and doing the things for story mode was go create the the merchant thing and then get a pack and open it well i opened two mercenaries in the one pack i opened and it's like okay well I don't know what to do with these, if I should work on these or if I should do this, which which leads me into my other thing is, like, I guess I hadn't looked at any of the, like, if, are there tier lists of mercenaries? How do I know which mercenary is good or which ones I should be trying to pair together? Uh, you know, maybe there was some theory crafting that was done. I guess I, 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 I don't know. I it was just like trying to trying to figure that out and then also like the you know we'll probably talk about it in a moment but picking treasures in between each encounter uh like buff all your horde buff all your alliance i'm not entirely sure if this person is horde or alliance and then it's like buff all your humans and it's like well okay so i know cariel's human but i don't remember if anybody else on my team is human so it's like yes. so some of that stuff like I think as you get familiar with the game, that'll be easier. But, like, there's some things about the mercenaries and what I should expect as I'm leveling them that I I wasn't... I didn't know what to expect. Because, again, what I saw before we la this launched was the finished product, all nice and packaged and great and everything. And the, the thing I got was the brand new starter version and i have to upgrade it a bunch to to get it to that nice sleek sleek mercenary that's going to kick butt yes uh i did find here these are the eight mercenaries that you get for completing kind of the intro part and the the uh, tutorial uh, you get cornelius rome gromash hellscream tyronda zyrella millhouse manastorm cariel rome Rokara, and then Blademaster Samuro. Uh, so those are the eight. So I think if you've worked towards, I think Rokara, Samuro so, are some of the, the last ones. Yeah, yeah. I think Rokara, Rokara and Samuro was definitely the last one I unlocked. And so then that means that I've kind of unlocked all of the starter eight that I was supposed to supposed yes. to get. So, okay. Okay, that's good to know. Yes, and I guess uh, one thing I do kind of want to mention as we transition into uh, like one of the next things, but talking about you were talking about like unlocking, you're opening some of them in your packs. Uh, this is slightly different um, because like with the tutorial, you can't actually open your packs until you get to that point in the tutorial so just a heads up for anybody if you bought the pre-orders or if you're looking you know maybe you buy the the welcome bundle or something yeah you, you 
can't just go open your packs first and then start. You got to work through some of the tutorial and it guides you and kind of leads you into the pack opening, um, which also I think is great because you get some or most of those initial uh, mercenaries to start and then you can open packs. So it's not like you're going to open those and then be all sad because <laughs> now you opened it instead of uh, something else that you would rather have. So what about, what about upgrading and like the, you know, we talked about the mercenaries and we talked about, you know, where they're at when you get them and then leveling them up and you're unlocking abilities and you've got equipment and you can upgrade the abilities and stuff like that. I I felt, I, you know, we were talking about before the show, I was like, I'm playing with Zyrella and she's really powerful. She's got this brilliant luminance ability that like I'm, playing every single turn and it's really powerful and i'm like i definitely want to upgrade this and then it's like well now i'm not so sure i've got enough coins that i could upgrade a different ability or i could hoard them and try and upgrade the same ability again because i know i use this thing every time i'm playing her and it's like i i i'm a little unsure of how to use my coins, I guess. And, and so if there's, is there something that, you know, some thoughts that you have at least initially on, on upgrading or how did you end up doing some upgrading when it came to, to your playthrough today? Uh, well, I, I feel like I cheated because I bought all the bundles. So I opened You had a lot of coins to probably yeah. to, to probably do some upgrades right away. Yeah, I had a crap ton of coins for everything. So I mean like some of them I had enough coins where I could go through and I upgraded like all three of their ability like well, two of the abilities that I had all the way. Just like snap, you know, like from the start. So I feel like I cheated in a way from, from that aspect, but um, I did actually do a quick like five minute YouTube video kind of walking through the, the gold and the coin and what, what you can do with that. But basically each mercenary has three abilities. Um, they unlock the third ability unlocks when you hit level 15 with the hero. And then there's also going to be three um, equipment pieces that, you can get for each hero and those require a little bit more to unlock those uh but the abilities you can upgrade them each basically to level five they start at level one you can go up to level five so you can upgrade them each four times and overall for each ability it's going to cost a total of 475 coins to upgrade it from level one to level five so 475 times the three abilities per hero. Um, but if you are looking at specific heroes, if you find, you know, certain mercenaries or something that you really enjoy or that you think, yes, I want to play with this one, the bounties, uh, you can look at the chest for the bounty and the final boss and the chest will always be the same thing for each bounty. So, Let's say you, you come across the bounty and in the chest it shows you'll get coins for, you know, you'll get certain coins for something that's in your party. Plus you'll get one of the three and maybe one of the three is Sylvanas. And you're like, yeah, I really want to play Sylvanas. You can do that bouncy over and over and over and just keep beating that same boss to try to grind those Sylvanas coins. 
Um, so that does help, you know, especially if you haven't bought in the packs. Um, and then getting, if you get like, let's say Sylvanas, if you get Sylvanas to show up at your campfire and get some specific tasks to do for Sylvanas, those will actually give you, um, coins for that specific mercenary as well. So, um, that's just a, a tip or, you know, so give you an idea of ways to get coins for specific mercenaries if you're looking for that instead of just uh, buying random packs or hoping you randomly find them. Okay. That is certainly helpful. Helps. Yeah. Yeah. So do you have any thoughts on, on picking treasures? You know, after every encounter, you get to pick a treasure that kind of buffs one of your mercenaries for the rest of, of that, of that bounty. Do you have any thoughts on, on those? Like the ones that you've like, I've done the, the haste one a few times on a couple of my fighters and that, that helped, that felt great. There were, there were some like where it was buffing horde or alliance that, that to me felt a little weird because I wasn't entirely sure if like, I'm like, Millhouse Manastorm, I think he's Alliance, but I'm not sure. And then, like, you know, which which ones of these are Horde and and that sort of thing. And it wasn't necessarily intuitive to me. Uh, some of them uh, are less intuitive than I guess others. And so, do you did you um, have treasures that you were gravitating towards, or have any thoughts about about the treasure system? Um, yeah, so for me, I, I completely agree with you. I think my biggest negative point for mercenaries so far is definitely that Horde Alliance thing. Like, I just, I mean, you've obviously played a ton of WoW, right? I've played a ton of WoW. And if even we who have a lot of WoW experience are like, I don't know. I don't know if this is Horde or Alliance. I can't imagine the people who've never played WoW and they're just going into this like, what does that even mean? You know, like... I've just I've just ignored those honestly because I'm like I have no way to tell which ones they actually classify as which so I've just flat out ignored those. Uh, I personally have been gravitating towards passive if they say passive on there um, because you don't have to pick that and they usually help a lot with the abilities and stuff that you already like your your characters already have so those help a lot. Um, and then things that change the the speed. I, I do feel like the things that reduce the speed of your attacks a lot because that has definitely made a huge difference. When you get to choose your abilities in the combat phase and your thing might have a speed of three and then theirs has a speed of four, well, your characters get to attack first. And kind of like in Battlegrounds, that can make a huge difference you know, with uh, being able to swing first or even in standard, like when you have the initiative and then they have to respond, that is fantastic. So uh, passive abilities and the uh, like reducing uh, the, the speed is definitely the things that I have found the most useful so far. I feel like those like yeah. Horde and Alliance elves and orc bonuses will come later on when you have more of a composition and you're going into like like 
a, a, a higher level instance where that is something you can plan around where you have enough mer- like orcish horde mercenaries and then all of a sudden everyone's getting like plus two plus six and then like all your mercenaries right off the bat are just loaded so like it makes sense that like it's interesting it just gives you different ways to build team comps instead of going what's my strongest fighter what's my strongest mage and what's my strongest you know healing damage you know caster so um it's very interesting So we talked a little bit about packs. You you opened a bunch because you opened uh, all of the the pre orders and stuff, and definitely that felt like a leg up. Uh, it sounds it sounds like you had a little bit of a leg up, specifically in the in the in the PVE side and and maybe even in the PVP side. We'll we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, one of the, I, I I was I was actually kind of curious just how much of an impact that felt like it gave you because we we saw those pre-order bundles before we really knew and got a chance to play the game or really you know um, had any any sort of idea of just how much of an impact that would have and so it's a big impact you would say would do you, would you get I guess. Knowing what you know now and being happy playing that mode, you definitely think it was worth the investment? Yeah, I do. I I think you can still definitely play a lot. It's going to take a lot more grinding, obviously, just like, you know, even standard would. Um, But I do think that getting the packs helped, and it's specifically... Not even forgetting the the mercenaries themselves, but being able to upgrade those abilities. Because like, like I mentioned, I was able to take like Zyrella, that was one of the starter mercenaries, but I had enough coins that I could upgrade, you know, the two abilities that I had from level one to level five immediately. And so I think that aspect definitely helped helped me a lot. Uh, but I've noticed a lot of people who haven't spent as much money. Uh, you know, grinding and putting in putting in the time, playing a bunch of the PVE aspect, and they're maxing out their heroes, like grinding the the levels and stuff. They might not have been able to upgrade, but in terms of the experience on the mercenaries themselves and stuff, they're pretty much at the same point that I am. So that's where it really made the most impact. One of the things that you uh, reminded me beforehand, I was talking about the fact that I had. I'd gotten these coins, both from the pack that I've opened, as well as some of the uh, some of the uh, tasks and stuff that have award and bounties that have awarded coins, uh, were for for mercenaries I didn't have yet. And I was like, well, that kind of feels bad. And you, and you reminded me, hey, you could use the coins to actually craft the mercenary. And so, definitely remember that is an option as well. If you end up with a bunch of coins for a for a mercenary you don't have yet you can presumably use those coins to to craft the hero just so that so that you can get started leveling them i i i did not remember that um do you want to uh so you i i was watching your stream and you and you did play some pvp uh, a little bit. Uh, why, don't, why don't you give me give us your thoughts on 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 how PvP felt 
at least initially. Yeah, sure. Um, the PvP was kind of interesting. So uh, the PvP, the big difference between the PvP and like just the solo stuff is when you're playing against the AI, you're doing the bounties, uh, you can hover over the opponent like mercenaries. You can see what what ability they're going to be using. But PvP, you don't get to see that. So you just have to, your three mercenaries. Imagine that. Have, yeah, yeah. What? You just have I don't know like, what well, my opponent's I, doing. That's bull. I, I know, right? Yeah. It, it can't just show you their hand. I don't understand. It's like, well, what's the point of even playing a standard game if I can't see their hand? Um, yeah. So it, that's kind of like the biggest thing. So it's kind of interesting because it's like, hmm, well, now I got to think about. Uh, I don't really know what the order of these is. And it only shows you, like, you'll pick your three abilities for each of your mercenaries. And it shows you first, second, third. But that's only showing you what yours are. So that's where it comes into play of knowing the other mercenaries. Um, kind of knowing what their abilities are. I definitely found that when I kind of knew at least kind of what the abilities were, I felt like I did a little better because it's like, Oh, I definitely want to kill that mercenary first. So I'm going to send like all of my mercenaries at that one or, you know, whatever. But when I came across comps that I'm like, I don't know any of these mercenaries. It was like, well, I guess I'm just going to do some stuff and see what happens, uh, which some of the time didn't always go so well. <laughs> uh, but it, it was a it was a not bad experience. I think the uh, one really good thing that they did because this is by far the most complicated matchmaking that they have in the game uh, because it's taking your mercenary levels, the abilities and equipment that you have, and all of that, and it's factoring all of that to try to find somebody that has a an entire comp that's very similar to what you have. Uh, so it's factoring in a lot of different things um, in addition to your internal and external MMR. So, or your internal and external rating. So there's a lot of things that go into it, but what they did is they added in a thing that's, if it's taking one in, one to one and a half minutes, it said in the blog to find a, an opponent, then it will actually start to pair you and it'll put in an AI uh, to pair you against you still get uh, rank like if you win you'll still get some rating for that um, but it at least helps with the queue time so you're not sitting there for like five ten minutes without finding anything I don't think I ever had to wait more than two or two and a half minutes which still felt like a long time compared to what standard do, yeah like, yeah yeah and um it feels like uh that like it makes sense that a CPU you know your AI opponent would be something that they could whip up real quick and since you know shocker this is already a v ai mode right now so yeah yeah and and in the blog post there is like a specification um about uh what kind of point they cut that off at and it's it's pretty much that once you hit uh, around 7,000 rating, it won't pair you against a bot anymore. Uh, but that's still... And that's the external rating. Um, it, it specifies that for or the article. Um, 
which I will tell you, even after grinding for several, several hours, and I feel like I was doing pretty well in PvP, um, I hit 4,500 today. So, yeah, I, I feel like that's pretty good. I don't really know where anybody else is at, and the their leaderboard thing on the website wasn't showing anything, so I was like, oh, I can't see where I'm at. But uh, I feel like that was pretty good, and I'm still 2,500 more writing away from where it won't pair me against bots. Which I think is also great at the beginning here because, I think you know, today was obviously the first day that it launched. You had to kind of get to the certain point to even um, unlock the PvP. It, uh, you know, it's a weekday. It came out in the middle of the day. It's like a lot of people are at work, um, you know. So I'm sure once it gets to like this weekend, it'll probably be a little bit easier. Or, you know, once more and more people are playing it, it'll be easier to find matches. But um, it still felt pretty fluid. So I, I enjoyed it a lot. Okay. Cool. So nice. I think that'll do it for, for talking about mercenaries for this week. So um, let's get into this week's poll question. Mage, what do we have this week? All right. So the main topic was we were talking about the new game mode mercenaries. So we want to know from you, how has... How have you felt about playing Hearthstone Mercenary so far? Uh, was it better than you expected? About what you expected? Or is it worse than you expected? Let us know. Vote. Give us your thoughts. Please reply. Give us some additional feedback uh, uh, with your answer. We'd love to hear it. And we will talk about the results on next week's show. Speaking of the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dr3HS. Come join our Discord by following our top pin tweet. And um, you can find me. Oh, excuse me. I forgot about our email for a second. You can email at us. Email us at Dr3HS at gmail.com. And you can find me on Twitter and on Twitch at DaringAlkaline. Dragon Rider, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at DonnieDK, that's D-A-W-N-I-E-D-K, uh, on Twitch and YouTube, DragonRiderDK, uh, and talking all about mercenaries over at Spirit Healer Podcast. And Mage, take us home. Let me talking about Battlegrounds, Hearthstone. I, it's weird saying those like that. And, and now the mercenaries, new game mode, as well as D&D &D and other things. On Twitter, I am at Major Death. All right, guys, thank you for tuning in. And as always, this week, you've been listening to Doctor Three. <laughs>